Well, Bradley finally got around to listening to that podcast about Jennifer Aniston that we talked about the other day on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, uh, And uh, Bradley, why don't you kind of lay the groundwork for why we were talking about it in the first place, how you discovered it, and what you learned. Well, so we've been talking about this story regarding Jennifer Aniston in the media. I mean, this is nothing new. It goes all the way back. We'll get to there. But basically, we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. The fact that the media has a, a hankering to talk about Jennifer Aniston as if she's a barren old hag. Like, she's just never going to be happy in love, and she's always going to be childless, right? Right. So, um, which is ludicrous, because that is not the truth, but that's the narrative that the tabloids have been um, pushing out for years. Well, turns out we're not the only ones who were talking about it. In fact, Slate, um, who they just do great work, but they have some wonderful podcasts as well. One of their podcasts called The Dakota Ring uh, did an episode called Sad Jennifer Aniston. And I thought, well, that's perfect timing. And it's literally an episode all about it's really more about tabloids and the tabloid verse, if you will, and how it's evolved Mm -hmm. from uh, its nascent, you know, beginnings way back when People magazine was doing actual like journalistic reporting pieces Mm -hmm. and then the rise of Us Weekly uh, turning from a monthly to a weekly uh, and then finding ourselves really where we are today, which is literally anything goes right. And, and the thread that that goes throughout or is woven throughout that timeline is the story about one of probably the longest celebrity narratives that's been going on. And that is sad Jennifer Aniston, a Jennifer Aniston who is, you know, uh, unfortunate in love and barren of child. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And this is one that we have been, um, we've been seeing it everywhere since uh, as early as I can remember is when she divorced Brad Pitt. And sometimes we almost see her seeming to push it. But yes. she also so, complains about it. So this was the lovely thing about the podcast. And Holly, feel free to jump in, too, because I know that you you listened to it actually before uh, before I did. And I know you had some very... Uh, thoughtful insight. The thing that really struck me as I listened to this, it's just great. If you if you live in the world that we do of celebrity and you find any of this fascinating beyond just the stories themselves, I think you'll find this episode of the Dakota Ring podcast about Jennifer Aniston and tabloids in general very um, you know worth listening to. One of the takeaways for me was how it really is a symbiotic relationship, and in fact, it's it's a Frankenstein, if you will. So tabloids, you know. Um, gave celebrities an opportunity to get their, you know, images raised or their their publicity, their popularity increased, or like mm-hmm. it it was a platform for celebrities, right? Um, it benefited them, but then it sort of like switched, and celebrities they were you know always hated this intrusive tabloid media and would complain about it, complain about it, complain about it, but then the sort of way they dealt with that is by almost. Um, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. And then using the tabloids to the point where now really tabloids, I feel like are just an extension of celebrity PR departments or celebrities, PR people teams. And um, now they're using tabloid media to benefit their own careers. Right. And so Jennifer Aniston is part and parcel of that because um and you even hear her when she's doing the, in the podcast, they play some uh, excerpts of interviews where she complains about the tabloids and how horrible they are. And it's like, would Jennifer Aniston, would you have much of a movie career versus mm-hmm. anybody else 
from the cast of Friends, I'd like you to just go through your mind of all the the stellar careers uh, from the other cast members of Friends versus Jennifer Aniston and right. tell me that those tabloid stories didn't benefit your long-term image and career in Hollywood. Right. Right. And we, and yes, I mean, we, we've seen it specifically with Jennifer Aniston, certainly, but we've seen it with other celebrities too, where the tabloids have been used to make us maybe forget about a bad story Mm -hmm. that came out about a celebrity where you can almost tell if you're thinking critically or paying attention that the stories that are being then circulated after a bad story are probably being fed to the tabloids to try to sweep that one under the rug and make you think of a good story. When you think about the Kardashians, they've been playing that game for years. Oh, sure. I mean, they are the the, the queens of, of the ability to push a narrative about their family to make us believe something that you know, may or may not be true, but mm-hmm. is meant to help construct our belief of who they are. Well, yeah. speaking of the Kardashians, one of the reasons they were able to get a foothold in this tabloid platform is because there was an insatiable need for content and people like the Kardashians were more than willing to fill that void for all of these right. tabloid magazines. Because not only was it Us Weekly, not only was it People Magazine, but it was Perez Hilton. Mm-hmm. It was the D-list. It was just Jared. All TMZ. Of TMZ. Yeah, and, because now it's not just magazines. It's not just weekly periodicals. Now it is 24 hours online. They're, they have to churn out content constantly. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and one of the women, um, the thing that I didn't like, there was a piece where in Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston is talking about this tabloid coverage, and she's like, and a lot of it's written by women, as if to shame the women who are doing this. But you hear from some of the women in the business or who were prominent in the business or were there when it sort of took off for what it was. And it was like, again, I just think that's very unhealthy and unhelpful because those women were doing a job and they weren't ever, you know, it's not to say anybody, but for the women in particular they were talking to, those women did, a, they were trying very hard to be as journalistic as they could, but to also fill the need that Holly just touched on, which is you have an environment where they are required. They were putting out in the case of us weekly, 52 issues a year. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, they, they had to create content. She's like, people always give um, Saturday night live credit for showing up and doing a job 15 weeks out of the year. Whereas we had to publish, you know, a full issue on celebrity coverage 52 weeks a year. And we, you know, did it with, you know, never lying about stuff, but certainly painting a picture in a way that was salacious enough to sell, sell tabloids. So Mm -hmm. they were being far more thoughtful. My point is than perhaps actors and uh, the objects of those uh, publications would, you know, she would give them credit for. Right, right. Right. You know, and I think the thing that is fascinating, endlessly fascinating is um, the, you know, the level to which in that ecosystem of, of Hollywood and celebrity that the paparazzi, the tabloids and the stars and the publicists all rely on each other mm-hmm. to try to elevate their careers. And yet the celebrity is allowed to demonize the tabloids and the paparazzi. Yeah. It's sort of like a game, right? Yes. It's a wink and a nod because they know if they're smart that, um, you know, for every article that is written about Lindsay Lohan, that affords her things like a series on MTV that another celebrity who's probably very hardworking and very qualified and v- playing by the rules and, you know, doing the game is not getting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think it's very much a symbiotic 
relationship. One more really quick before I forget this, because I forgot to share this with you when we were talking in the last hour about the profile that was written about uh, Lindsay Lohan in Paper Magazine. She one of the one extra thing she did mention about um, using Instagram, and she did not get into that. Instagram live video that got her into so much trouble. But one of the things she did talk about was the fact that she learned and and sees so many celebrities learning that on Instagram, you can control your own narrative. And so that's part of why she loves Instagram. And I think that, again, that's one of the reasons why celebrities love social media is because it allows them to control the narrative. And again, Right. Controls Mm. controls what people can see Mm -hmm. of their lives and controls how people and to see them and can make their opinions about them. And to some degree, that's noble in the sense that, like, you're the celebrity. It's your career. It's your image. You'd Mm -hmm. rather be controlling it. It's certainly understandable where that comes from. I just hope and pray for, you know, return somewhat or at least a. An, uh, an opportunity for an outlet that does actually look at things critically in a way that's not just there to serve, you know, PR people and, you know, people who aren't thinking critically. Yeah, right. that, that is just basically an Instagram filter. Yeah. Right. Except on the newsstands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, more on the Golden Globes. Who else is getting this deep on tabloid coverage? Okay, can we just pat ourselves on the back right now? <laughs> I, think we, I think we just did. Okay. Uh, when we come back, uh, my react, our reaction, well, I think it's both of our reaction to one particular facet of the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah nominations which were announced this morning one particular globe nomination um we got to talk about the lady gaga effect after this on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 so this morning um i knew that the golden globe nominations were going to be coming out and uh one of the first things i did was check on them and i was looking for one specific thing and it was the words lady gaga this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, I don't know about you, but it was because I did not want to see them on the nominations list. Ooh. Well, yeah. Um, in fact, I it didn't wasn't it just a couple days ago where like I read aloud a friend's text mm-hmm. that was like uh, between you and me, I really uh, can't handle all this Lady Gaga stuff. It's going to be atrocious for the next couple of months. She tries to convince us all that she needs an Oscar. Uh, so I don't think you're alone in those feelings, certainly. So in the interest of full disclosure, I have not yet seen A Star is Born. Yeah. But I, I'm i exhausted by her already because I've seen the campaigning she's been doing. And I knew she was going to be on the list, and I knew that A Star Is Born is was going to do really well. Well, and by all accounts, it's getting really good reviews, and, and so we are kind of just poo pooers. And I'm sure people are like, "You're just hating on her." Look, I tell the story all the time. I saw Lady Gaga at Fine Line mm-hmm. before she was mm-hmm. really Lady Gaga, you guys. Wow, and that's so cool. She had her own set pieces that she built herself. She was like a drag queen and I was like, this girl is creative and I love her and I love her energy and she's singing and dancing and kicking and stretching and kicking some more. And then, and I loved that first album she did, but then she like went off the rails and got it in her head that somehow her doo-doo don't stink mm-hmm. and thinks that she is like the second, third, fourth, fifth, uh, 
arrival of a mm-hmm. deity. Yes. Um, and it was just that. And then it sort of snowballed from there. It's not that I don't, and I'm not speaking for you, but for myself, it's not that I don't think she's incredibly talented and very likely could uh, act. There are countless examples of singers who can act, mm-hmm. actors who can sing, mm-hmm. multi-talented. I sometimes can use uh, my right hand to do things and because uh, I'm a left-handed person. Mm-hmm. So... Um, <laughs> It's not that I want to say she's not talented, right? Because right. I think she's incredibly talented. It's the process, right? That it's she's the laying it on air. Thick. Yeah. It's the it's that it's that interview that I keep going back to where she was sitting at a table and you know, God love her, she was just doing her job because it was for press, and they were on the cover of uh, the Hollywood Reporter with like Glenn Close and Nicole Kidman and um, uh, what's her name from Two Two Seven? And I hate that I that's the only thing I can think Jack of. Jackie. Yes, Jack A was also <laughs> Regina on, King. Regina King, thank you. Sorry. Sandra. Yes. <laughs> Which would be delightful. Give her a chance to do, you know, an Academy Award winning role. Anyway. Please. Um <laughs> Okay, anyway. Moral but, of the story. But is, she's sitting at that and she was sitting at that table yeah. and talking about her process, and I thought you don't have a process or honey. the process that you've employed. You've employed twice. Yes, and because you're talking you've done to Glenn roles. Close. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, who I've got my own issues with, but she is a consummate actress. Yes, and has been doing it on the planet for far longer. And it's not to say that you can't be some young upstart, right? But when you're young, this is just about. This is just about what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Style, right? Yes. When you are new and young, you don't pretend to be able to share the stage yeah. with someone like Glenn Close. I would be, this is where I would probably start to sound like Jennifer Lawrence uh, because I would look over across from me and see Glenn Close and be like, oh, what the heck am I doing well, here? Yeah, there, I do think, even if you don't, even if you are a person who has a ginormous ego, in that moment, you take a uh, you take a beat and you go, "This is where I got to be an actress and act like I got some humility." Yeah. And I say, I'm sitting at a table with Glenn Close. Nobody wants to hear about my process. They want to hear about Glenn Close's process. Yeah. Well, and everyone else. And, you yes. know, Glenn Close is an amazing consummate actress. And mm-hmm. she actually listens to that crap and then says, <laughs> mm, you're so brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, th- that is a Minnesota interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. I don't know. She might have been very sincere, but. <laughs> I, she was, whatever. But, she deserves an but, award. But I, it, uh, so again, maybe it's just style. Maybe I just don't agree with that style because I, I want to believe maybe, maybe that's the hopeful part of me. And are you, what's going on right now? Are you like, I don't know. I'm channeling you're old Hollywooding right life. now. Yeah. You're glorious. I just want to believe that, you know, uh, just because I, I feel like you, if what you, it is, is that Lady Gaga is playing the role of an actor. Yes. And that she is putting on airs like she is this thespian. And it comes across as Lady Gaga doing another performance. This is just her wearing the meat suit. Yes. In 2018. Yes. She's yeah. coming out of the acting egg. Yeah. She's emerging from the acting egg right now. I, you know, and bless her heart again. Like, I don't. <laughs> bless her heart. I'm sorry. Bless her heart. Because, you know, if she wants to be an actress, the girl should be able to be an actress. And if she's good at it, she should be able to be good at it. I don't want to. I don't like having a bad attitude about it. But what I don't, what I don't. I haven't even seen dar- darn movie. I just don't want it shoved down my throat. Like, look at me. I am acting now. 
Yeah. Do you, girl? Yeah. Congrats. With like a side profile. Yeah. A, yeah. Go. Bless her interesting heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good luck to her, though. You know. Bless your heart. <laughs> good luck. I'll see the movie. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll yeah, see the movie. I'll watch your. I'll watch your picture. It's fine. Sure. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots on my talk. One of dumb people doing dumb things. We have a name for them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one zero seven one. Streaming live at my talk one zero seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley oh, Trainer. What? I was confused. I thought we were doing d bags, and I was like, "Did we lose an hour?" <laughs> yes, daylight savings is happening now during the Colleen and Bradley show. No, uh, it's the dumb people who do the dumb things, and we call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. But first, we're going to give away a big fat prize to one lucky listener. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. One lucky listener is going to win a pair of tickets to see Melissa Etheridge and her holiday show at Pantages Theater on Sunday, December 9th at 8 p.m. Caller number four. Four two six five one six four one one zero seven one is going to win that pair of tickets to see Melissa Etheridge. Yay and congratulations! Woo. All right, now where do we go first? Now we are going to go to uh, a place called Arlington. Mm. And uh, now that I am looking at this story, I'm wondering if that's Arlington, Texas. Or Arlington, Virginia? Virginia. It's Virginia. Okay. okay. So you may have heard this story, but we got to talk about it because we have not okay, had a chance. Arlington County Police and Medics responded yesterday to something that got out of control. Mm. Something, Colleen, seemingly innocuous, okay. but very tasty. Okay. Are we talking about? Are we talking about the uh, the maple syrup and the blueberry yes, jam no, again? from yesterday? No, okay. no. This is not about a man dribbling <laughs> maple syrup on his naughty bits, and then a lady uh, coworker enjoying that. his dribbling naughty. What? Okay, stop, stop talking. Uh, no, we're talking about cheesecake, 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 oh. cheesecake. Did you hear the story about the no. Cheesecake Factory? No. There was a melee at the Cheesecake Factory in Arlington, Virginia. Why? Because they what? were giving away free cheesecake. What? Yeah. Such that the melee was such that police and medics had to uh, respond. Because people wanted that cheesecake. Yes. Well, actually, uh, it was a cheesequake, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's I not like a really it. good one, but um, it works. Uh, here's. What had happened? Because I just envisioned like free cheesecake stampede of you know cheesecake lovers. It right? reminds me of when uh, remember when Build a Bear Workshop was giving away like free bears oh, yeah, or that something. Was insanity. Where Woo! was that at the mall? At mall? Well, at all the Build a Bears, but they did it at the mall too. Or what was it? It was like two dollars or something. They were giving. They, it was like essentially. For free. Yeah. And yeah. people went nuts because you don't usually get that stuff for on the exactly. cheap. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. People went bonkers. And, yeah. That was just this summer. Yeah. Where you would take your child into a store, choose a bear, and pay the equivalent of the child's age. Yeah. That's oh, what I was paying your okay. age. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this is like free cheesecakes. Again, you don't get yeah. those things for free. So I assume that there were a bunch of just, you know, 
cheesecake loving uh, peeps uh, stampeding uh, into the cheesecake factory. Mm-hmm. But no. Actually, here's what had happened. So they were giving away free slices of cheesecake in honor of their 40th anniversary, but only to those who used DoorDash oh, yeah. to order uh, food items. The result then was an unruly crowd of delivery drivers inside the restaurant trying to pick up orders. And there was a rash of double parking. You had all of these delivery drivers like, I want my cheesecake and my orders. So things got hectic such that um, they actually had to bring in officers to calm the situation down. One person refused police commands to leave the restaurant and struggled with officers a person had to be arrested, charged with disorderly conduct, and then uh, was later transported to a local hospital by medics for evaluation of possible industry or injuries. <laughs> oh, industry, huh? <laughs> I, I caught it. I don't know what it. that is, I sir. It. it looks like a possible industry. That's a possible industry right there, sir. Okay, anyway, um, she's, here's what Cheesecake Factory said. In celebration of our 40th anniversary on December 5th, um, you can get a free slice of cheesecake, but (laughs) you have to get the crap beat out of you by your DoorDash driver. No, that's not what they said. They just repeated the dumb promo. I thought maybe they were going to say they were sorry. They didn't. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Did they at least give free cheesecake to the guy with the possible industry? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the guy with possible industry was later arrested. Oh, no, that's a bummer. Can you imagine though? You're just like doopy doo. Oh my god! Don't go to the cheesecake Beverly or the cheesecake factory. There's delivery drivers and they're yelling. There's been a melee. Mm. Oh my god! How are we going to be able to split the salad now? You have to split the salad though. You know why? That stuff is big. It is big. I saw an article just the other day. Here are the healthiest things to get a cheesecake factory. Look, honey, if you're going to the (laughs) cheesecake factory under the notion that you can get anything healthy, you've failed at life. Go through those doors <laughs> mm-hmm. and embrace it. Yeah, let just fully let go and yeah. let cheesecake. Yeah, yes. but life hack: get the tostada salad. Mm, it right. is good. One half now and then one how half do you later. Know what this is? What do you mean? How have you? How do you not know? Well, yeah. I've been to Cheesecake Factory a grand total of one time in my life. <laughs> oh man, you're no. missing out. <laughs> I used to go uh, to that actually exact. Cheesecake Factory that you are uh, speaking of in Arlington, Virginia. What? Yes, because I used to spend a lot of time in D.C. My friend went to uh, school there, and I used to go visit like once a year. And then she lived there after college, so I used to go to visit there all the time. And Cheesecake Factory was like our go-to, so we went there all the time. There's another one in Chevy Chase, Maryland that we used to go to. I'm telling you, I know my way around the Cheesecake Factory menu. Virginia and Maryland, that's Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. You know, you just know things. Okay. I guess so. Uh, all right. Oh, man. I feel bad with this next one because I'm going to call a kid a CSI, but you got it. Oh. But you know what? I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Well, let it what be the is, mother. What do you know? What do you know about putting your tongue on a pole <laughs> in freezing temperatures? Well, it's generally uh, best done in room temperature room climates. temperature climates. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do it. Right? I generally don't put my tongue on a pole in the winter time. Yeah, don't do it. Right? What happens if you stick your tongue on a frozen pole? Uh, 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 it's stuck. It's, uh, it's stuck because uh, because you've seen it in what movie? Uh, 
Yes. Yeah. A, yeah. A Christmas, Christmas story. story. Thank you. Well, mm, I just have to read you the first sentence. Well, just the first four words of this. An 11-year-old sandwich boy. Sandwich boy? That's the name of the town. <laughs> it's, oh, I was like, what's a sandwich boy? From like sandwich. <laughs> hey, no. I got a sandwich. Anybody no, want a turkey a, and beef? No. A sad, Spencer. mediocre superhero sidekick. <laughs> sandwich boy. Spencer Klein. And Here's my mayo. Spencer Klein and his friend Cole Leaper from Sandwich. Cole Leaper? Mm-hmm. Able to leap. <laughs> Um, they were going sledding on Tuesday, and Aww. they uh, and they were like, you know what? We've seen this movie, A Christmas Story. Before we go sledding, let's see if this whole put your tongue on a pole and freezing temperatures <laughs> thing is real. No, and they did it. One of them did it. And Tell he, your children that's the parents' fault. I, 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 he did it, and guess what? His tongue got stuck. So then his friend went to a nearby home and asked for some hot water. And the lady who answered the door said she didn't have any hot water. Excuse me? So they called 911. Anyway, by the time the authorities got there, they the didn't kid had hot water? Yeah, thank you. I also thought that was a little bit also, weird. And nobody need, asked any follow-up questions for that. I don't think you need um, any kind of water other than room temperature. Like, yes. basically, we'll do the trick. Right. Anything warmer than the cold pole. That's all you need. Uh, in any case, uh, they did call an ambulance. and uh, they. But he thinks that he was stuck there for about seven minutes with his tongue on the pole. And he very slowly... <laughs> Slowly extracted it himself, apparently, and he was uninjured. But you guys, that is dangerous. And I want all parents today to have a sit down conversation with your children about never putting your tongue on a pole in the wintertime. Do not do it. I don't know what would ever move you to do it in the first place. What was the second kid's name? Leaper. Cole Leaper. You know, that Cole Leaper was like, hey, put your tongue on that pole. Put your tongue on that pole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Just do it. Come on. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, Spencer said it hurt very badly. I felt like I was missing half of my tongue. Oh. Everyone heard at school and I kept saying, I'm like the kid from Christmas, the Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, he probably got a lot of attention and then, you know, he's now super popular and has a YouTube channel and makes $2 million a year. So mm-hmm. he's going to be at Coachella next year. <sighs> yeah. And on Ellen, yay, look, I'm dancing with no tongue. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Spencer, by the way. Spencer attends sandwich. We're middle. just bitter because you know how this goes. <laughs> He's going to get attention for it. Spencer, we give attention for all the wrong reasons. Spencer attends sandwich middle school. Sandwich boy. Sandwich boy. Local sandwich boy loses his tongue. Just sounds like a really... An 11-year-old sandwich boy. When we come back, a little sandwich walking around, (laughs) sticking his tongue on a pole. (laughs) Like it's just a piece of roast beef. (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 245 every day, we love to play a game. It's called the Throwback Live at 245 on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 
A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.